Welcome to another edition of Gold Bazaar. Today we're going to join by Barry Schmeiser. Barry is a doctor and currently living in South Africa. He's been supporting Manchester United since 1964, season ticket holder at the club. And what's interesting enough about Barry is that he has a personal relationship with Carlos Queiroz, a very, very unique uh, friendship they have together. And um, we might know who Carlos Queiroz is, obviously, on the pitch, but we might not know much about the person he is off the pitch. That's what we're going to have Barry on the show. He's going to talk about his relationship with Queiroz, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Right now, I'm joined with Barry. Uh, how you doing, Barry? Hi, Pasha. Nice to speak to you. And we're at opposite ends of the world at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're pretty happy with the win, weren't you, like me? Yeah, win's a win. Could have been by more, but I'll take it. <laughs> you know, Barry, for me, I think Carlos Queiroz, when he was you know, assistant coach under Sir Alex, he basically showed his caliber. You know, looking at, like, Rene Mullestein, Philan, Knox, McLaren, Smith, the former assistant coaches, none of them were the caliber as Karoš was. As we know how Gary Neville and Patrice Evra always raved about um, Karoš, how demanding it was. As we saw in the Champions League semifinal against Barcelona, that was all Karoš's defensive line tactics, and we see how organized we were back in the day. And looking at the Champions League in 2009, 2011 against Barcelona, if Karoš was still there, we could have possibly... Ferguson could have still had another two European titles, you know, um, being equal to it. So my first question to you, Barry, is that what did you think about Kyrgios' career being a assistant and a coach under Sir Alex? Um, well, look, he, he was at United during a very, very successful spell. And in no uncertain way, he contributed to that success. Um, I think he's a real student of the game. He's very well versed in how football is played all over the years. He's very scientific in his ways. And I'll touch on a couple of anecdotes later just on how meticulous mm -hmm. he is in his planning. So I think by far he was the best assistant that Fergie had throughout his career um, at United. And certainly he was a guy that the players warmed to tremendously. They enjoyed training with him. Right. Um, I guess the exception might be Roy Keane and he might have <laughs> other things to say. But there are always three sides to all these stories. But um, Carlos for me was a superb number two. I really have far enjoyed, I've enjoyed far more watching him in a number two role mm -hmm. as opposed to being the man in charge. Yeah, exactly. Now, who does really, honestly, uh, Keen like? That's a question. You know, the thing with Kairos at his United time, you know, it's always interesting that he called the players by their second names. Um, I think that was really interesting. And I, um, I'm not entirely too sure if he still does that with Iran. But um, my next question to you, Barry, is, I mean, how did you become friends with this man and, you know, establish this great relationship you have with him? Yeah, it was, I suppose, um, things happen in strange ways. Um, as you know, I live in Johannesburg and Carlos was coach of the South African national team. And um, 
He, in fact, was relieved of his coaching duties a short while before I first met him. Um, he came to see me um, professionally, and, and obviously, you know, in matters medical, we don't discuss these things, but I can assure you he's an exceptionally healthy man. Um, but he came to see me professionally, and when, when he came to see me, we, in fact, didn't say one word about football. It really was just purely about the consultation. And at my office, um, I've got dozens and dozens of framed Man United pictures all over the place, which obviously he took note of. You can't but help see them. Um, anyway, about, about a week after I saw him, I was watching Sky News. And on the sports broadcast, they mentioned that he'd been appointed as Fergie's number two. Right. which I myself found quite incredible, especially since I'd met him a short while before, and he didn't mention a thing about, you know, about football or about United specifically. So what I did was I saw this news broadcast, it must have been about 11.30 at night here, and I dashed down to my office to get his file out with his telephone number in it, and I called him late at night over here, firstly to congratulate him and to ask him why the heck when he came to see me and saw all these Man United pictures, did he not say anything about it? Right. To which, he, to which he replied that he was busy in the final stages of negotiations. He wasn't allowed to say anything, but he was dying to say something about it, of course. And when I spoke to him, he said the magic words, next time I come to visit Manchester, I should get in touch with him. And that's exactly what happened. And on all my visits to Manchester subsequently, I was in touch with him. I used to. I met up with him socially on many occasions, and best of all, um, used to go to Carrington to watch the team training, um, sit down with him afterwards, get a lot of insights into just the game of football, but a lot of insights into him as a person. And he certainly is one of the nicest and one of the most impressive people that I've ever met. You know, Barry. Uh, interesting enough. When you first visited him at Old Trafford and stuff, and then you know, sadly enough, even Ferguson said that if he was still still king around, he could have been the manager of Manchester United. Which you know, it's really interesting about that of how much of big of praise Sir Alex gave about him in uh, in his autobiography when he resigned as manager. Did 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 Carlos ever tell you about why he might have uh, left for Real Madrid, or did he tell you anything about his time at Real Madrid then? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, his comment to me was, bear in mind, he'd been at United. United had won the league when when he went there in his first season. And then, of course, when, when Real Madrid come calling, as we've seen generally in football, there are very few people who turn them down. And there he was at United as the number two, and Real Madrid came calling to make him the number one. And bear in mind that the season before he went to Real Madrid, Real Madrid had won the league, in fact, under Del Bosque, and they still fired him, despite having won the league. So he got this invitation to go to Madrid, and I know that he discussed it with Sir Alex, and he got his blessing to go. Mm -hmm. So off he went to Madrid, and we know it was a very, very difficult season for him, that, that one season. Um, I, in fact, visited him in Madrid, and went with my family, and we were... Lucky enough, he invited us to the Bernabeu to watch the team train. And it's very unusual 
that the team train at the Bernabeu. They've got a training complex called Las Rosas. Yes, exactly. They were training there. They were training at the Bernabeu. And imagine this massive, massive stadium. And my wife, two sons and myself were the only members of the public sitting in this massive stadium. It was quite, it was almost haunting. But we watched Real Madrid training. After the training session, um, he introduced us to a lot of the players. Um, David Beckham was there at the time, and of course he was he was really nice. And in fact, the, the players were very very pleasant that that we met. Um, some of them couldn't speak English. Um, one that stood out as being really a nice guy was Louis Figo. Mm-hmm. Um, Zidane. Well, when I say I met Zidane, um, Zidane didn't speak English. I don't speak French, right. so we kind of muttered a couple of things, and I got the, the sort of required photograph. And I think what what my kids were most impressed with at the time is after the training session Carlos took us out for lunch to a very well-known Spanish restaurant that the Madrid players frequented and I mean on walking into this restaurant he was an absolute celebrity you know there he was the manager of Real Madrid and held in very very high esteem but the the season didn't go well at Madrid um, it was the season where kind of we saw that terminology of the Galacticos um, it was the team that boasted the Brazilian Ronaldo, Figo, Roberto Carlos, um, Raul was the striker, Zidane. I mean, it really was a star-studded team, but there wasn't much access on defence, not much accent on defence. I think this was a little bit against Carlos's grain, uh, against the grain, because he's always coached sort of very well-disciplined teams. And my impression was that at Madrid... Um, a lot of the decision-making really was made by the hierarchy of the club, especially the president, as opposed to the coach or manager. So I think it was quite a difficult time. And as you know, he only spent one season there before making a very welcomed return to United. Right. You know, Barry, I mean, I'm going to talk about a little bit about Keros right now in Iran. You know, as you know, there's a lot of political tensions happening in my country. And with, the li- with a lot of limited resources, uh, Kairos honestly took this team against the World Cup under severe sanctions, a lot of political scrutiny. And what was interesting enough was how well-disciplined and his man management, as we know, one of the biggest key traits that Sir Alex did was his man management with his players to get the best out of those players. The way he, sh- you know, in Iran, um, Team Meli is our nickname, we have much more of an attacking style of game. However, when Kairos came... And I believe it was a match against Oman. Um, it was during the World Cup qualifiers, but I believe that match was a friendly. We, we lost, and he changed the system. He went to a very you know, typical Portuguese defensive lineup. And ever since then, he's used that, which has been very successful, as you saw in the World Cup. And even, in, even our players right now in the IPL, they love Kairos. They always want to give it all to get called out to the national team. Even our players now... Um, always rave about it. massive respect for Carlos Queiroz just because of his vision, just because of the person he is. And we had uh, the assistant coach on, and he was saying the same thing. Um, you know, my next question to you, Barry, is that when he came and visited you uh, in South Africa, I believe that's when Team Medley's camp was happening uh, for the World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes. He just he just unexpectedly showed up, I believe. And um, I, what did he tell you about Iran, about his players, and you know what was going on? Yes, pitched up at my office one day, and I must say it was really great to see him. Um, and in fact, 
he brought a very young squad to Johannesburg for um, some pre-World Cup training. And to my knowledge, it wasn't a full squad. Um, there were quite a few players missing. And he told me that he had a lot of very promising young players. That, yes. that was one thing that he kind of highlighted. Um, and I think he's forged some very good relationships with some people in football over here. And of course, um, he has a daughter who lives here, so he's got family connections here. Um, Mozambique is one of our neighbours where, of course, he was born. And right. has a lot of connections and roots over there. So he's brought a team out here on a couple of occasions. And um, like I say, I think he highlighted the fact that this was a young team. Um I thoroughly enjoyed watching Iran in the World Cup, and I must be quite honest with you, with, with no disrespect, I'm not certain, had Carlos not been the coach of Iran, <laughs> I think my interest in watching Iran may have been somewhat different, but I, I watched them very carefully in the World Cup, and I, I particularly enjoyed their game against Argentina, oh, yeah, and I thought yeah. they were very unlucky to lose that game. It was, a, it was a tremendous game, and I thought they played very well. And if my memory serves me, the goalkeeper had an excellent game that match. Yes, exactly. And you know, interesting enough, Barry, that you're talking about goalkeeper. His name is Hayri. And none of the Iranians, honestly, even us, um, having my own panel, which they're very knowledgeable, massive respect to them. And I know and I, they always admired you when I brought you on this pod. I wish they were here with me. None of us, because he was honestly a uh, backup, uh, basically a third string, uh, even when he was playing for his former club in Iran. But Cairo suddenly expected, saw something in him, and he had a really, honestly, a fantastic performance in uh, the World Cup. And interestingly enough, that match really reminded me of the match we played against Barcelona in the Champions League 2008 uh, before, you know, going to Moscow. My next question to you, Barry, is that, you know, as we know who Andy Mitten is, you know, editor of uh, United with Stan, we, I enjoy it, yeah. I know you enjoy it. Um, as a journalist, it was really hard for him, obviously, to get into Iran. Um, and interesting enough, he Karush helped him with that. But my question to you is that he he had a hard time tracking down Karush, but there was some middle man that helped him. Was that you by any yeah. chance? Um, in truth, yes, it was. Mm -hmm. It was. And Andy's a very, very respected journalist. In my, in my opinion, um, the, the best football journalist on the planet. Yes, because yes he, hands down. He never writes untruths. And he always writes interesting stuff. You, you know, um, coming back from Andy, what did he... I know you guys have met a couple of times and stuff, even maybe probably in Barcelona. I've seen pictures of it. Um, did he say anything about Kairos in Iran and what he thought about the country and stuff like that? Yes, his, his comments on the country, in fact, was he found it a very beautiful place. Exactly. And yeah. he found interacting with the people he enjoyed very much so he had a very positive experience over there um, and I think he had a he had a very good interview with Carlos you know when, when you speak to Carlos Carlos is a very very philosophical guy yeah. and he's a very very knowledgeable man about matters outside of sport he's very politically aware he knows about world politics very very well educated guy and you know he can hold his own in a conversation about anything and in fact in some of my times with him it's almost exasperating the amount of telephone calls the guy gets from all over the world he's connected with people all over the place and of course he's coached all over the place so he's really a very very well respected man and 
you know, it's, it's fascinating to listen to, you know, football opinions through the eyes of an expert. Um, on one evening, in fact, in Madrid, mm-hmm. I visited him at his house and there was a round of Champions League games on. Um, Real Madrid had played the night before away, so I was unable to watch them. But this was the, the sort of Wednesday night. They played on the Tuesday night. And we were watching. Um, they were showing a roundup of all the games. And he would ask me questions. What do I think of this? How would I? How? Which player would I choose there? This or that? And kind of whatever I answered. In fact, I probably got about naught out of ten because he pointed out all my mistakes and the way that he would do things. And it's really quite quite fascinating to you know to listen to. And you know, interesting to hear his opinion on players that he coached at Real Madrid and at United. And right. I, I, I can tell you that in my discussions with him. Even though I think we forged a good friendship, he never ever spoke about things that were confidential mm-hmm. and things that were controversial in the press. He didn't speak about. I don't think he betrayed anybody. He certainly didn't betray anybody's confidence to me, um, to the media. He, he really is a very very honest and forthright guy, um, which is how I always found him, and very very meticulous in his preparations. Um, I, in fact, one evening we were going to go out for dinner and he mentioned to me, would I mind, he's got to go and watch the reserves playing. The reserves were playing in Altrincham at the time because he was short of one player for the bench for the coming game on right. the weekend and he wanted to watch the reserves. Now, that is going and watching a player who is going to be one of seven substitutes, almost certainly not going to get onto the field, but nevertheless he goes and watches a full game you know, to see who the, the best candidate would be. So, you know, that kind of preparation. Um, we had another evening where Braga mm-hmm. were visitors. They were playing against Bolton um, in a European competition. I presume it was the Europa League, I think it was. And he was friendly with the Braga coach, so he invited him to come and watch the game. So on arriving at the Reebok Stadium with Carlos... And him walking in there, it was amazing because the Bolton fans all recognized him. They all gathered around him. They all implored him to become the Bolton manager. In fact, Bolton had just employed Gary Megson as, as the manager. And, um, you know, that's a, a measure of how popular the guy was. And, you know, after games at, at Old Trafford, um, you know, the players go out to their cars and a couple of them sign autographs. Well, Carlos used to go out and he would be absolutely mobbed by the fans. He was very, very well-liked, very, very well-respected. Um, and, you know, they still speak about him very, very highly at Old Trafford. Oh, yeah. That... Uh, the, mind, the mind boggles what it would have been like had he become the number one. I wish he would have because <laughs> it would have been great for me, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting enough that, um, you know, he, he has such a beautiful story with Ron that a lot of United fans were shocked when we got to the World Cup and they found that Karish was our manager, um, which was really interesting about that. My next question to you, Barry, is that, you know, I have a slight feeling he's probably going to say Cristiano Ronaldo. Was there ever a time that you asked him who's the best player that you believe that you manage? Um, did he ever hint yeah. if it's Ronaldo or... Yeah, I, yeah. I have to say that... In speaking with him and in terms of listening to his comments on players, the one player that he really raved about was Zidane. Mm-hmm. 
and the other one was and the other one of course was Ronaldo and of course he had a very very vested interest in Ronaldo and a lot of people at the club used to joke you know they used to call him and Ronaldo sort of father and son <laughs> um, obviously with the sort of you know the, the the Portuguese stroke Mozambique stroke Madeira connection um, but you know he, he really spoke very very highly of Ronaldo and I mean you know the evidence is there for us to see and you know Ronaldo on the training pitch at Carrington um, worked very very hard. He was I mean we saw some sublime skills yeah. from him on the training pitch. That's for sure. You know, interesting enough, the thing with Ronaldo, he's the first person in training and last person out, and I've seen that a lot with Memphis Depay. But my next question to you, Barry, guys, I know it's pretty late, and I don't want to be holding your time. I really appreciate your time. Um, what was your best moment with uh, Kairos that you've experienced? It's a tough one. Um, <laughs> it's a tough one. I, I, I would say that my, my best moments were away from the football ground. My best moments were when I sat one-on-one -on -one with him on many occasions and just spoke about many things, be it South Africa, be it Mozambique, be it football, be it politics, be it food, um, various things. Those were, those were by far the best moments because here was a guy who's at the top of his game in world football, but one was getting you know quality of time, quality time with him. So I have to say that those probably were the best moments and then I suppose what stands out is when when I did used to go and watch them training after training we'd sit there's a communal dining room at at Carrington which of course now is referred to as the Aeon training complex right and you know everybody used to sit and eat lunch together the staff there the players um, and the coaches would kind of gravitate and sit with one another so on more than one occasion in sitting with Carlos um, Fergie, sat with us. Um, so that was pretty awesome, I have to say. Um, those were really special times. Um, incredible times, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, I um, I was privileged enough to see Sir Alex and um, Ian Holmes was doing an interview with him in London about his autobiography, and he I remember how much he raved about Carlos. You know, how much his yeah. wife admired him. <laughs> Always used to say how a humble guy he is, how, as you say, meticulous, and, you know, just, just how much he helped us, you know, looking at defensive yes. tactics. Um, and if he was still around, I still believe Sir Alex would have had more titles, especially European. Um, my last question to you, Barry, is that has Carlos Kairos invited you to run yet? Um, to be honest, no. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that invitation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll invite you myself if I go back soon, that, though. That, 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 that would be wonderful. <laughs> Barry, I really, really appreciate you coming on. I'll definitely have you more on because uh, I wanted you to come and speak with the panel sometimes. I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you so much. And it was always it's always great talking to you about United and right now about Kairos. Appreciate it. Great pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. I really, um, I'm privileged and congratulations to you on the terrific work that you do and I wish you ran all the best in their footballing endeavours and particularly best wishes to Carlos. He's an awesome guy. Awesome. I love the guy. I appreciate it, Barry. Thank you.